I'm going to be honest with you. I have never been a journaler. I know. I know. All of the most spiritual people that I know are journalers, which I guess means that I'm not very spiritual. <laughs> okay, I'm being sarcastic. Uh, but the truth is, I have tried it a couple of times, and journaling just kind of never really did anything for me. Well, along comes Tracy Winchell to give all of us non-journalers a way to keep track of our inner life that is much easier than sitting down with a book of lined paper and just sort of start writing about our feelings. So if you hate journaling, and even if you love it, I think you might be inspired by Tracy Winchell's journaling method. And if you give it a shot, you might very well even find yourself growing closer to God and closer to your true self. Now, before uh, we start, and before I forget, I just want to mention that Tracy also interviewed me for her podcast, which is called Reboots, um, and she talked to me about my story of having been booted out of my last church and having to trust God as I've been rebooting my life and my ministry. And so I'll let you know as soon as that goes online, which I believe will be later on in the summer. Well, I'm Marcus Watson, and this is episode 37 of Spiritual Life and Leadership. Tracy Winchell, hi there. How are you? Hi, Marcus. How are you this morning? I'm good. Um, so, uh, Tracy, let me just say a word of introduction. Uh, you're the uh, host of the Reboots podcast, um, which uh, basically uh, tells stories of people having to start over. Something like is that a good uh, succinct kind of description? Yeah, yeah. We yeah. we share stories about people who have been forced to start over in life or in business. Sometimes it's their own fault, and sometimes it ain't. As yeah. we stay in Arkansas. And those are a lot of, <laughs> those are important stories. And I'll let you t uh, say more about that in just a minute. And then you also uh, work to help navigate, uh, people navigate change. And, and you can share a little bit about that. But I want to start with kind of my opening questions, get to know you questions, uh, just to get to know you a little bit. And uh, the first question is, what job, Tracy, would you be terrible at? I'd be terrible at being a local law enforcement officer. Oh, that's interesting. Say more about that. I have I've been around police officers um, for years and years and years. I, I worked for a local municipality for a long time, and uh, I was involved in helping uh, police officers and and uh, firefighters uh, communicate their work. Hmm. Um, and and I I have seen police officers go from you know. A huge public relations job, which is smiling and uh, talking to kids and and um, uh, telling jokes to citizens and getting to know them better, to uh -huh. to uh, being prepared to neutralize a threat. Like if you wow. hear a gunshot or a scream, and the mm. cop goes from PR person to you know, boom, I may have to take somebody out. Yeah, wow, um, that's and then. To go, oh, well, that was just a car backfiring to oh. <laughs> back into the PR role. And yeah. I can, I've watched so many times how that adrenaline goes from spiked to wow. take a few deep breaths and go back to normal and wow. go back to being that 
that public relations representative, and I have so much respect for them for for that ability to do that. Yeah, that's I never even considered that. That's pretty amazing, actually. No way um, could I do that. Wow, and just because uh, you're not wired that way, or I'm not. I'm yeah. not wired that way. I have to work really hard to go from point A to point B in terms of alertness um, and um, uh, just being able to deal with people. Um, yeah. You know, I, I have a diagnosed ADHD and, oh, okay. and, and it, it it's hard for me to get my brain to speed up when it needs to mm-hmm. and I'm, and I'm at rest and then, it it can take me hours and sometimes days to get my brain to slow down. And wow. I, I don't have that ability to turn it around on a dime like yeah. a police officer does. Wow. That's a fascinating answer. Maybe one of the most fascinating I've heard <laughs> on this uh, <laughs> podcast. Very cool. So let me ask you the next question then. What's the most formative book you've read? Well, you may have to kick me off the show right now okay. before we get started sure. because Great, I, let's can't, do it. I can't just <laughs> I can't I can't pick one. I read a okay. lot. Okay. Um, in fact, I, I I was on a road trip to Franklin, Tennessee last week, and I hmm. finished three books, I think, and started another one. But okay. um, just just to go back and review the three most informative books. Okay. Um, Years ago, um, I I, I kind of had a, a meltdown, mm. um, an emotional meltdown due to a lot of different things in my life. Um, and an amazing physician uh, prescribed for me a book. And mm. it was Chris Thurman's The Lies We Believe. And that mm. was my first exposure to understanding that I lie to myself, that people lie to themselves, that we, and through that, we begin to misunderstand who God is Mm. and how he feels about us. Yeah. Wow. So the next one is Finish by John Acuff. Uh, I am a perfectionist. It It is currently the number one struggle that I'm working on in recovery, by the way, Hmm. People who um, who do the twelve steps of recovery are merely modeling the beatitudes, and not hmm. all of us have a substance abuse or an addiction problem. Interesting. So my struggle is perfectionism, hmm. and John Acuff's book "Finished" is all about getting past perfectionism hmm. and and the lies. Interestingly enough, that perfection tells us that we're not good enough. Or we're too yeah. good to do the hard work. There yeah. are so many different principles about perfectionism that that want us to not finish a thing, a worthy yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah. We're most of us are really good at starting things. Few of us are good at finishing. Yeah. And and the Oof. book talks about how, you know, X number of thousands of people want to write a book and fewer than 1% ever finish a book. Yeah. That yeah. has helped me, that entire book, I, I, I keep it as a reference. It helps me know when I'm stuck, why I'm stuck, and how to get past it. Yeah, that's good. I think I may have listened to the audiobook a few years ago. Oh, and that's even better. Yes, yeah. because yeah. he kind of riffs off it, and it's just oh, the, the yeah. audiobook is fun. 
Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I may have to go back because I'm. There are things I need to finish. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. I get hey, it. But here's the thing, my brother. You're yeah. normal. Yeah. So yeah. W- when you stop beating yourself up because you're not finishing and realize you're just normal, yeah. now you've got the mindset to begin to yeah. turn that around. Yeah. It's funny. I, I when I was doing my doctor of ministry and uh, I had done all my kind of coursework and uh, was now trying to so the doctor of ministry you do a project in your congregation and then your dissertation is based on that project and i was like oh man this is going to be a lot of work and there was a moment where i felt or a, you know a, a a short period of time where i felt like you know i've learned so much already do i really need to do this now and <laughs> and then i was talking to a friend of mine and uh, actually it was it's Nate Landis who's going to be i think uh well who will by the time this goes online, will have been one of my recent podcast episodes, but uh, guests. Anyway, he was like, just, uh, you know, you just got to do it. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you're right. You're right. Finish, finish, you know? So I'm really mm-hmm. glad uh, I did. But anyway, okay. So that's two. That's uh, book number two. You said there were three. Yeah. The third one is The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. Uh, it's a short little book. Uh, it, it It's steeped in Stoic philosophy, and I'm fascinated uh to have learned more about Stoic philosophy, to understand mm. that a lot of Stoic philosophy models the teachings of Jesus. Oh, interesting. And, and I think the number one thing of all of the things that I got out of Ryan Holiday's The Obstacle is the Way, um, this this slapped me in the face like, a, like it was a cold, wet, nasty fish. Uh-huh. The world is at best indifferent to me. Mm, yeah. Oh, hmm. wow. So yeah. then I was able to apply the word of God and understand that as a believer, oh, wait, but God, lo- heck, yeah. whether you're a believer or not, God loves us. Yeah, right? right, right, right. But as a believer, that I have that opportunity for God to see me as, as white as snow. Hmm. And so that sort of... You know, I need I needed to understand that at at age fifty three, fifty four, fifty five, whenever I read this book, mm-hmm. that that the world really doesn't much care one way or the other about me. I don't think it's out to get me, but it also isn't out to protect me. Mm. And so, alone, that's kind of a stark reality. Yeah. But as a believer with the understanding that God loves me as I am, not as how I think I need to be to be loved, that he loves yeah, me right now. That's right. Now I've got something to work with because then I stop asking the wrong why questions. Like mm. for me, the wrong why question is why do kids die of cancer? Yeah. You know, why are people yeah. hungry? That's that that's not a that's not a productive yeah. why question. Yep. And so that's what that book helped. Oh, that's me. good. That's awesome. That's good. That sound that sound great. All three of those. Um well and then speaking of books, let me ask the third question. If your life was a book, what would its title be? Pardon me for butchering the king's English. Uh uh-huh. many fingers on a on, on a chalkboard for some English teachers here. Okay. <laughs> she sure tried hard. Hmm. <laughs> that's the title? Yeah, I think that's, that's what's going to be on great. my tombstone. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I like that. And say more about that for a moment. Um, 
I may not get everything right, um, mm-hmm. and and I don't. Um, mm-hmm. Learning to accept that the last year has been liberating. By the way, mm-hmm. um, there, there there there's a reason that 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 Jesus um, in I guess it's Matthew five or six tells us what to do when we have something against our brother. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have yeah. to be perfect in my relationships, um, but. I'm going to work really hard at doing the things that I believe are worthwhile in my life and that I think I'm being called to do. I'm not always right about that either, yeah. you know, but I'm I'm going to take a few things and work really hard at them and yeah. and and I may not be very good at them. Yeah. But I'm going to I'm going to work hard at it. That's great. That's great. Wow. Well, speaking of the things that you do and work hard at, tell us a little bit about what you do. And and then also, I'd love to hear a little bit about your faith journey and what has brought you to where you are now. Well, those two things converge. So okay. that's pretty convenient, my brother. Okay. Um, I help people navigate change. And I've, I've, I've arrived at that ability to do something uh, to help people navigate change because of the change that I've gone through in the past mm-hmm. three or three or four years. And actually you could probably go back about seven years when my dad died. Mm-hmm. Um, my world came crashing down. I thought I was the only person on the planet whose 80 year old dad had ever died. And that sounds mm-hmm. ridiculous, sure. but that was but my it, mindset because I didn't yeah. understand that the world is indifferent to me. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, and and that that led me to walk into my first celebrate recovery meeting after mm. my dad died and had been, and had been gone um probably um about a year okay. and things weren't getting any better i was doing all of the air quotes right things i was mm. um in therapy i was seeing a psychiatrist i was seeing a friend who is a, a minister and he was having me journal my way through the sermon on the mount and the book of john mm. and it wasn't helping i was still angry and resentful yeah. and self-destructive and pushing people away from me i was mad at them when they checked on me and madder when they didn't mm. you know it Work was suffering. Everything was suffering. So I walked into a Celebrate Recovery meeting, um, and and I was challenged to to try it for six times, come Mm. back six times. And through that journey, um, I began to understand. People gave me my anonymity. Now, understand that that um, for years, um, I was a high profile person in my community because of my my job as a, a broadcast journalist for many years because of my high profile role of, uh, of being a, a local col- columnist for a, one of the most popular magazines doing radio mm. every single morning and then becoming a spokesperson for the municipality where I lived at the time, high profile. So I had become over the years caught up in, what I thought other people expected of me. So Mm -hmm. I walked into this recovery meeting. I got comfortable. Everybody knew who most people I say knew who I Uh was, but they gave me my anonymity. They never Mm -hmm. said, I used to hear you on the radio or I know who you are, what you do. They gave me my anonymity for a solid year. No one 
ever approached me in that role that I had crafted or that I had become. Wow. And then I got to be me. And then I got to mm. understand, oh, this is who I am. And people love me and accept me anyway. Oh, that's how yeah. God feels about me. Yeah. So recovery helped me to get better even when life got worse because several years later, um, my my position was eliminated. Mm. Um, one of my closest friends died suddenly. Um and and then I embarked on a a, a, a self-employment journey. I was breaking even the first year. And when my friend died, I said, you know, I've got to, I, I told my mom, I, oh, and I moved in with my mom, oh, by the way, sold mm-hmm. the house I'd lived in for 20 years. She's wow. wonderful. It's not bad. It's fun. Um, we have a great time. But um, I told my mom, I said, okay, I'm going to have to shut down this business, start a podcast, and start figuring out uh, a, a, a way to help people and earn a living doing it at the same time. So it become it, it has become an, a, a, a ministry. Hmm. So the next iteration of that was launching the Reboot po- Reboots podcast and interviewing a lot of people about how they have navigated change. Yeah. And it's helped me understand a lot of things about change. While I've navigated my own change, talking to people about their change, hearing their stories, and beginning to understand that there there are several things involved in navigating change. Hmm. Um, and Grabbing my pen. Sorry about that. Oh, okay. <laughs> it on the floor. Um, th- there are there are several things that that are required. Um, a strong community is required, and that's a strong that's that's a crazy thing for me to say because mm. I've been an isolationist for so long. I my uh, mo was isolating in plain sight mm. until I found my tribe at Celebrate Recovery. Oh, wow. um, I need to tell myself the truth about myself. I need to tell myself the truth about my relationship with God. Yeah. There's there's the the Ryan Holiday thing we talked about. Yeah, um, yeah, I need yeah. to tell myself the truth about um, the universe. And mm. another piece is telling myself the truth about my past, my present, and my future. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say, what are, what are some of those truths that you have to tell yourself? Oh, they're daily truths. I mean, uh-huh. so so one of the things is that I, I'm not as bad as I think I am when I'm beating myself up. Mm. I'm not as good as I think I am when I'm justifying why I don't need to do a thing that Scripture tells me to do. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm so good at that. I think I am the exception to commandments in Scripture, mm. like love mm. one another, yeah. like Period. No exceptions. Yeah, yeah. Love your enemies? Man, I don't like any of that. But I'm not the exception. If I want to have a solid relationship with Jesus Christ, I have to learn to do that. It's a process. doesn't happen overnight, but I have to. Yeah. That's great. Uh, And what's uh, what's a truth, I'm just curious now, like that you tell yourself about God? That he loves me, period. Yeah. Yeah. Good. As I am right now, he loves me. Yeah. That's cool. That's great. I mean, uh what a what a journey uh this has been. Did I did I interrupt you? Is there anything else you need no, no, to no, add no, no. to? No, no, no. I yeah, probably good. I kind of went off on a soapbox there. Sorry. Well, that's that. all right. Um yeah, well, those are important things. Um 
It's good to hear that story because, uh, right, those are the kinds of things that everybody has to learn. Everyone learns it differently if if we learn it, right? I mean, we have to be open to, to learning these kinds of things and learning to tell ourselves the truth about ourselves. And I think in a way, um, like the truth is usually better than we think. It, it is better, than, like because we are loved, right? We are worthy of love because we are children of God. We don't have to earn those kinds of truths um, are good, but we have, I think we have a hard time telling us ourselves those truths. Yep. That's probably the hardest piece is to, um, to recognize that the, the good that I have done today. And I try to do that and document that it's not enough to just tell myself that I have to document it Hmm. every day yeah okay so that then gets us to the topic of journaling and uh journaling as a spiritual practice or uh, however we want to talk about it but tell us a little bit about your experience then with journaling there are several different things that that i do depending on um where i am spiritually and emotionally and and i what's cool about this is that that I assign these things to my sponsees and celebrate recovery and basically anybody else who want to listen and clients. And I teach this at workshops online and, and in real life. And so there are, there are a bunch of different techniques, but the, the basis of all of it is making sure we capture the good, the bad and the ugly. So mm. for me, the most important thing that I do every single morning is write down three things for which I am grateful. And Mm. it's simple stuff. It doesn't have to be profound and rarely is it more than about six words. Mm. Most of the time on Thursdays or Fridays, the thing I'm grateful for is clean sheets. I love clean (laughs) sheets. And so you, you, you get the idea of how simple that is. Yeah. Um, it doesn't, you don't have to invent new things. It's one thing that brings you great joy. Yeah. Um, so if, if I write down three of those things, awesome. There have been phase points in my life where I go back and there was only one thing I had to be grateful for, mm-hmm. you know, like when my friend died, um, when mm. uh, I lost my cousin back in November, um, mm. there there are weeks when, you know, and days when one thing's all I get. So a gratitude practice is huge. There are, there are scientific uh, papers on how digital imaging of our brains literally changes within a month or two of us beginning to do a gratitude practice and capturing it on paper or digitally. So yeah. that's a basic thing. So here's another thing. I, I want to always keep it balanced. Um, when I ask myself, how was I selfish today? I'm forced to tell myself the truth about where maybe I blew it with someone else or myself or with my walk with God. I have to write that down. And again, I'm not going to spend a ton of time on it. I'm just mm. going to write eight or 10 words. The next thing is, do I owe someone an apology? And then I'm going to figure out how to get that thing done. And I usually do this in the evening. So I'm going to figure out how to get that thing done the next morning. You know, if I owe somebody an apology, I need to make it right because that's that, you know, if your brother has something against you, you need to get that fixed before you come and bring me your gift. Right. So the next thing is, um, 
how did God speak to me today? This is kind of a new one that I'm experimenting with. It's Mm -hmm. forcing me to, first of all, make sure that I'm listening for God. And the second thing is I'm giving myself credit when I actually am listening to him. Mm. The third thing is it helps me to to, um, document that and look back and be able to see, did I do that thing that God whispered to me today? Yeah. So the next piece is what good did I do today for someone else or myself? There's the keeping it balanced. Mm. That's making sure I'm telling myself the good about myself. Capturing that. Don't beat yourself up so much. Um, And then this one's powerful. I've been doing this for about four or five months. How will I get better tomorrow? Mm. What a way to wrap up the day and fill tomorrow with opportunities to say, I'm going to do this one thing tomorrow. Maybe it's I'm going to eat my vegetables. Maybe it's I'm going to walk a half mile tomorrow instead of four tenths. I have asthma. And so physical, Mm. physical stuff is, is important to me, but it's a challenge. So tiny incremental goals. So that how will I get better tomorrow is huge in my life. So, um, uh, so let me just recap then if, and make sure I got this. So three things you're thankful for. Uh, you ask, where was I selfish? Do I owe someone an apology? How did God speak to me today? Uh, what good did I do today for someone else or for myself? And then how will I get better tomorrow? That's it. That's it. Now, um, this is not what I was expecting. Uh, <laughs> well, what, what were you, you expecting? Know? Yeah, well, you know, um, so when I think of journaling, and uh, let me confess, I've never been a journaler. I tried it he- maybe a couple of times. And, um, you know, journaling to me means you have your diary or your journal and you say, you know, today I saw two bunnies hopping around. <laughs> and it made me think about this in terms of, you know, God and the universe, you know, whatever. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm like, eh, I'm not really interested in that. Um, me either. Yeah. But this, this, uh, sounds doable. Do you, it sounds like a lot of these you do at the end of the day. Yeah. I actually right? do the gratitude, uh, log early in the day. And then, okay. and then, and then, so just if you have any, if you have any listeners who are familiar with uh, the 12 steps of recovery in any, any uh-huh. format at all, this is a step 10. This okay. is nothing more than a, than a daily fearless and searching moral inventory. Okay. Wow. Um, that's, that's great. Well, so, so if I may, I'm going to plug an earlier episode in which I interviewed uh, someone named um, uh, Kay Schneider, who talks about the 12 steps as a spiritual uh, or as a, as a means of discipleship. And, uh, anyway, Absolutely. So just, She's yeah. right. Yeah. Cause it, it is, it's a spiritual thing, even if it doesn't use spiritual language. Right. Um, well, uh, yeah. And you know what yeah. it is? Celebrate recovery is a discipleship factory because we actually put Jesus on the recovery, which is where it began. The 12 steps of recovery are rooted in the Beatitudes. Hmm. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. And so this, um, the this practice, this format for journaling is uh, then getting you into into that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So here's here's what I would like to do with your permission. I, sure. I, 
I'm, this is a new format for me. I'm mm-hmm. always tinkering with my questions for my end of day review. I, I want to put this into a, a, a downloadable document that okay. your listeners will be able to download. Um, and, and I'm going to put it, uh, let's see, where do I want to? Okay. Rebootspodcast.com forward slash spiritual life journaling. Oh, great. And okay. I'll just make it super easy to download all of the questions. And, and I, I'd really love to know, uh, after you, if, if you'll take the, the, a seven uh-huh. day challenge, okay. I want to know how that's working for you. And if your right. listener takes a seven day or even a 30 day challenge, tell uh-huh. me how that's working for you. Because like I said, this is kind of a new iteration. I'm always tinkering with it. Yeah. Okay, good. I'll do it for seven days. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll, and then, yeah, and I'll let you know how that goes. Well, now, so then I have another question, uh, just in general, not necessarily specifically about this challenge, but how legalistic should we be about journaling? Not at all. <laughs> so m- my experience with journaling began very early in my recovery and my dear sweet friend Haley challenged me to keep a gratitude log for 30 days in November was our, our birthdays are on the uh, on the same days, uh, November twenty third. Uh, okay. She's younger than me, but like, it, she said, keep a gratitude journal, and I said, that's just stupid. I don't want to do that. She said, just try it. Do it for thirty days, hmm. and 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 I did it on the app, uh, the the day one app, and so I have this digital record of that, and I, I counted up a couple of years ago how consistent I was at it, and I yeah. hit that. That journaling that or that gratitude target less than forty percent of the month of November in like twenty twelve or twenty thirteen, and it still changed my entire life to the point that I I just nerded out totally on journaling. I wanted to understand mm. why gratitude journaling worked, and now yeah. then I demand it of all of my sponsees. And mm. I teach it every chance I get. There are some journaling-centric uh, lessons in Celebrate Recovery, and I get to teach those lessons. Mm. Um, and they work. That's cool. That's cool. Um, so how, uh, just to kind of, as we kind of wrap up here, in a nutshell, or in a, in a just in a few words, like how would you characterize the way you've grown spiritually since you've been journaling? Exponentially, and and it mm. requires less than seven minutes a day of my time, uh, and mm. it and it and it leverages um, my ability to uh, tell myself the truth about myself, and then to celebrate incremental changes. I've never been good at celebrating, and I think I think if you look through Scripture, God teaches us that we are to celebrate. We should be the happiest, most fun-loving people on the planet. Because we, we don't have anything to worry about. Yeah. And so I'm not very, I wouldn't say I'm great at it, but uh-huh. I'm becoming proficient at celebrating incremental victories because I see them by looking through um, just my, my daily journal 
the end of the day, my gratitude log, and then understanding the work that I do every day. I, I, I no longer beat myself up over what didn't get done today because I can look back at my notebook and see what did get done today. Yeah, that's great. That's great. I, I think I, I'm thinking about what I might call this episode, maybe something like uh, journaling for people who hate to journal or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah, that's great. That's fantastic. Well, so... Um, uh, tell us real quick how uh, folks can find you. Uh, we've got the the um, uh, the document you mentioned at Spiritual Life Journaling, reboots.com slash Spiritual Life Journaling, so people can go there to download that. Yeah, it's Reboots, well, pod- it's reboots Podcast.com oh. forward slash Spiritual Life Journaling. And um, yeah, I mean, that, that right there will get you to wherever you want to go with me um, in terms of a conversation um, that's the best way to to uh, hook up with my email address because I'll send you an email and you can just hit reply awesome um, I'm on Instagram at rebootspodcast.com okay very cool uh, okay good good so I'll, I'll put that in the show notes and uh, well uh, Tracy thanks so much for being here today and uh, um, I'm excited to give this a try and uh do seven days of journaling in a way that i think might work for me so if you hit if you hit four out of seven days marcus you're golden seriously so don't be legalistic and that's that's the the book finish you know Mm, yeah yeah that's good forgive yourself the first day that you break the chain and then start again let's do it again that's awesome awesome well thanks tracy thanks for uh, having me my brother i love the work you're doing Oh, I love the work you're doing too. And uh, I, sh- I do want to tell people, check out the Reboots podcast because there's some great interviews, some great stories, encouraging and inspiring and uh, good stuff. Thank you, my friend. Okay, I have to be honest again. I have not yet done Tracy's seven-day challenge. Uh, I did do it actually for a couple of days and then I just forgot. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I'm going to try it again. And uh, thankfully, as Tracy said, this is not a legalistic thing. It's a grace thing. It's a love thing. It's a healing and wholeness kind of a thing. Now, if you give the seven-day journaling challenge a shot, then I'd love to hear from you how it goes. And I know that Tracy would love to hear from you, too. And so Tracy's email address is tracy at rebootspodcast.com. Feel free to email her and let let her know how it goes. Uh, You can also find her at her website, www.rebootspodcast.com. And you can find her on Instagram at at rebootspodcast. Uh, And of course, don't forget the journaling resource that Tracy has created for all of you who listen to this podcast. You can find it at www.rebootspodcast.com slash spiritual life journaling. And I will include a link to that in the show notes. Uh, If you'd like to connect with me, uh, feel free to shoot me an email at marcus at marcuswatson.com. Again, Marcus with a K. And uh, thanks so much for being here, and I will see you next time here on Spiritual Life and Leadership.